0: any news today tito at all dang rosie (laughs) that's your job this is the rosie report the next rounds on rosie and we'll read his credit card number here just a moment regular season roundup catch it rosie
1: nicely done rosebud now here's jim rosenhouse
0: It was a long, rainy, tough night at the ballpark for the Indians as they drop a doubleheader to the Detroit Tigers. First time they've been swept in a doubleheader by Detroit since 1977. And that's how it was on Wednesday night and on into Thursday morning at Progressive Field. Welcome into the Rosie Report, episode number 51. And if you play the numbers game along with us, Numbers 51 in the past for the Indians. It's been a while, 2017, when Sean Armstrong wore number 51. No one's worn it since. Some of the others uh, over the years, Mitch Talbot. You may remember Mitch in the starting rotation back in that 2010-2011 uh, range. and uh, Really, in terms of big-time contributors for the Indians, uh, not much past that. And uh, there really haven't been a whole lot of number fifty ones in Indians history. Well, on to uh, the events of Wednesday. The Indians waited out a two and a half hour rain delay and got their double header in with the Tigers, but dropped two games, nine to four and seven to one. And after game two, Terry Francona talked about the day.
2: Cena, what'd you what'd you think of Logan Allen tonight? Um, you know, I mean, okay. Uh you know he's not terribly stretched out, so that makes it a little more difficult. Um, you know he he made some mistakes. I thought he made some good pitches. I don't know if he repeated them all the time. You know the last pitch to to Haas was probably not a real good pitch, but I mean he, his his stuff was pretty good. And he he as he got into the game, he started getting his breaking ball over a lot more. Um, just made a couple mistakes. How about Peralta for them? What did you think about? You know, I was a little nervous coming in the second game that because he's really tough on right-hand hitters. You know, and without Hosey's presence, that's a big difference for us. Um, and he kind of put a hurting on our right hand hitters. And, you know, we just we obviously we, you know, we think we only had like the whole day eight hits. You know, the first game was masked a little bit because I think four of them were home runs. You mentioned Hosey. I saw him back in the dugout. He put on batting gloves and had a bat at one point in time. I take that everything came back all right after he got checked. He's, he's unbelievable. I mean, he went over to Lutheran, got checked out, and they said he was fine, which which we thought, but we just needed to get him checked out. He got back about halfway through the game, and he said, I'm ready to go in. And uh, we were actually going to hit – let him hit for Chang in that one inning when uh, – Rivera struck out with first and second, he was going to hit for, for Chang there. That's kids. Unbelievable, man. Your bullpen has been one of your strong points for the team all season. You just chalk this up as one of those days for him. Well, I mean, I think when we, you know, I mean, it's, it's, I, it's hard when you have to bring your, your two backhand guys in, they needed a pitch, you know, and, and what you don't want to happen is a long inning or, you know, I think I think it'll hopefully we have a lead tomorrow, and tonight's game will help both of them. Um, You know, I just think some of the some of the lack of command or walks catch up with you sometimes.
0: So a tough one all around, but maybe the best news coming out of it is that uh, Jose Ramirez is okay after fouling a ball off his face, and uh, you don't see that very often. Well, pitching has been a big key for the Indians this year as they try and piece it together around injuries and youth and uh, a whole bunch of stuff going on, and they Fundamental pitching coach, assistant pitching coach, as it were, is Ruben Niebla, who's been in the organization for quite some time. And Ruben stopped by yesterday to talk about the state of the pitching staff and what they're working toward with some youth, a big part of it. Ruben, you're explaining a little bit about how you've been worked into the system up here to to take advantage of of a great skill set. And specifically, what are some of the things that you do that can really impact pitchers at this level, especially some of the young ones?
1: Well you know starting with the young ones, I think the having a relationship with them and having an understanding of you know sometimes just what their heart heartbeat is uh, as they're out there compa- uh, competing um, is is just as important as any you know delivery miss you they might have um, so um, you know I think that overall it's you know being up here you know and as a fundamental pitching coach if you may um, you know it helps me uh, not only. Uh, when I have a strong relationship with the players, but it helps also uh, being able to be up here and, and them know that there's somebody that they've uh, that they've talked to in the past, maybe about delivery, that they've gone through some struggles that uh, I was aware of. So it's been a it's been a, a pretty good transition, I think.
0: Well, I imagine this year more than any other, uh, there's some big time value in that because most of the pitchers here, I imagine, you work with at some point in time
1: yeah uh yeah i think besides uh whitgren and parker (laughs) i think i saw both of these guys in the in the minor leagues at some capacity but um yeah it's um you know it's been a a pretty challenging and fun year at the same time seeing a lot of the new faces that have come up from the minor league level and guys that you know i saw maybe get drafted and and uh you know was able to put together their plans of how we were going to develop in the minor leagues and and, uh, you know, it's, it's, really, uh, it's really a cool feeling to see some of these guys up here now that uh, they, you see them, that they work so hard, and now they're up here at the major league level and still developing at the major league level. And, uh, and, and uh, you know, just the effort that they're putting into and, and, and the confidence that is, that is brewing up, uh, it's awesome. It's awesome to see. And so many have missed the
0: AAA level altogether. J.C. Mejia, a great example. I mean, he was in A-ball and he's making that jump. And, and how do you bridge that gap for those guys? What are some of the things that, that maybe they miss that you try and catch up while they're here?
1: Well, you know, J.C.'s a great example. Uh, you know, he was in Lynchburg, um, and then his next competitive season is at the Major League level. Um, and that's that's not easy to do. Uh, being able to be here and, and know what their strengths are and kind of lean on that um, is... is is hopefully what we're trying to do um, with everybody. Um, And so being able to to have these young guys and and how, how we do that is we lean and we fall back on, like, what are they capable of doing? So knowing your own players is just as important as knowing the opposition. It's actually more important to know your own players. And then being able to drive them to these are your strengths, this is what you're capable of doing. Let's keep building on that. And as as we go, there's going to be some things that are going to be maybe exposed that we need to uh, continue to improve. And, uh, you know, we're taking a day at a time right now and trying to get everybody better.
0: Indians Fundamental Pitching Coach Ruben Niebla joining us. We'll have more with Ruben after this. Welcome back to Indians Warm Up. Ruben Niebla joining us, part of that Indians uh, pitching coaching staff here at the major league level and really doing some nice work. And, uh, Ruben, for many years you were – the, the minor league pitching coordinator, and, and I know so many pitchers came up here and they said, hey, he had a big impact on me. Eli Morgan the other day was, was just mentioning how there's some flexibility when a, a young pitcher is coming in in terms of what they like to do, what works for them. And does that get back to what you were talking about earlier, that just finding out what makes each individual pitcher tick to, to get them to be the best they can be?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, it's knowing your knowing your players is very important, and uh, how much you're able to push them or 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 uh, or just just give them work that they're capable of doing in between their starts. Those four days in between uh, their starts are so vitally important right now. Uh, I think in the past when you have more veterans, you kind of like loosen the reins a little bit and you let them go out there and you let them get their you know, get themselves prepared and and throw their bullpen and kind of lay back a little bit more. And right now we're in a situation where we have all these young guys and and the four days in between become almost just as important as the fifth day when they're actually competing out there on the the mound. Um, So, you know, just having that relationship and understanding um, how much you can push a guy or how much you need to lay off or how much do you need to – um, you know, feed them information or how, how much you need to not give them information uh, is very important, and hopefully, we're balancing that out and, and, and doing a good job at it. And it's been a winning June with all these challenges.
0: Are you surprised at all at, at, at how some of these young pitchers have done in, in what seemingly is a very difficult spot?
1: Well, n- not surprised. I, I think we are actually capable of doing more. And I'm actually looking forward to the rest of the season here, and and watching these guys develop, and watching these guys grow, and watching these guys go out there and give us uh, give us a fighting chance every time out. Uh, and then once we put start putting a string of uh, good outings together, is watching these guys then get to a point where Savali and Beaver and Pleac and and guys before them. Uh, we're doing is they were actually competing against one another oh you did that it's my turn to do this I think once we get to that point we'll be in a pretty good spot and I think that's in the future
0: and is it true as we close that it took four people to replace your job in the minor <laughs> league system after you joined the big club no those are just
1: rumors <laughs> um no there's uh there's some more hirings and they do, the Cleveland Indians do a great job at at finding the right people at hiring the right people and uh you know, there, there's there's just, let's just say there's just more hands and eyes on the pitching department in the minor leagues now.
0: Yeah, well, Ruben, keep up the great work. Thanks for coming by.
1: Thank you. Appreciate
0: it. That's Ruben Niebla, Indians assistant pitching coach. And that'll do it for this edition of the Rosie Report. Thanks so much for tuning in. As always, thanks to Bart Swain, Austin Controllers Corpberry Trip for all of their help from Indians PR. Until next time, this is Jim Rosenhouse reminding you that you've been listening to the Rosie Report regular season roundup. This has been the Rosie Report.